When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi again, everybody. It's Grant Napier. I hope that you are doing well. Always great when you can join me here if you don't like that. The subject of today's podcast is a little dicey. It is certainly going to raise the eyebrows of some people, but I have been stressing since I started doing this podcast, more conversation, more dialogue, and that's what we're going to do today on If You Don't Like That. But first, I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. And remember, if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works is available 24-7. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. New Works has a fix for you. Again, online, newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. I listen to all the podcasts that I do, sometimes multiple times on walks. Uh, I like figuring out if I need to do something differently, if I need to hit on certain topics. You know, sometimes when I listen to interviews, I pick up a few things here and there. And so I've been listening to a couple of the past episodes, and I've noticed that I quote Phil Mushnick quite often from the New York Post and some excerpts from his stories. And it made me think, why is it that Phil is on an island many times when he writes about the subject matter that he does? And I'm going to get into what he wrote over the weekend in the New York Post, but it made me think, do people just want to turn their head to things that matter? You know, you always hear, we, we talk about that all the time in this podcast, and you know, you hear it now, if, if you, you see something say something right if you go on a train uh, you go on a subway you go into a shopping mall and there are signs everywhere right what do they say see something say something right if you see something that doesn't look right if you see something that's out of place if you see something that just doesn't add up speak up say something you know we always talk about you know the great quote by martin luther king Our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. And I talk about this periodically. There are a lot of people that are dying on a daily basis 
because they remain silent about things that matter. You know, I've talked about, you know, Mitch Albom's quote. You know, you can't be selective with your noise, not against hate. Unfortunately, in this country, there are way too many people that are selective with their noise when it comes to hate. There's hypocrisy, there's double standard. And as it relates to sports, you know, if you look at the NBA, the NBA, when they had their bubble in Orlando, their ratings were horrible. And their social messaging of Black Lives Matter was everywhere in Orlando. It was in the background, it was on the court. And to Adam Silver's credit, the commissioner of the NBA, before the next season began, he was very honest and open. He said, you know, maybe we went a little too far. And we came to the realization that, you know, a lot of our customers, a lot of our fans, they really want to watch the basketball game. And you didn't see any social messaging in the NBA anymore. It disappeared. In the NFL, it's everywhere. It's on the field. It's on helmets. It hasn't affected their ratings because the NFL's ratings have really gone through the roof. And when you look at the playoffs over the last two weekends, I mean, the games have been phenomenal. I personally think that there are a few reasons for that. And I think first and foremost, it's gambling. How many people gamble on the National Football League, whether it's in a fantasy league, whether it's in a survivor pool, whether it's, you know, all, you know, money lines, first half bet, second half bet, you know, changing bets in the middle of games. I do believe that that has a lot to do with the ratings of the National Football League. And of course, you know, it's been king in this country for a long, long time. People love football. All right. And it's going to take more than just a little social messaging on the field and on the back of helmets to totally turn people off. There are some that have been turned off. But again, the ratings speak for themselves and the ratings in the National Football League. And I think also, quite frankly, players not kneeling anymore for the National Anthem has also helped the National Football League. I believe the NFL acknowledged that, you know what? It's probably not the best move for the marketing of our sport. It's probably not the best thing in terms of ratings, revenue, and everything else. So you don't see it anymore. So, you know, the NFL... The NBA and other sports, they deal with it as they see fit. They deal with it as they think is best for their sport. Back to Phil Mushnick. You know, we talk about having dialogue, right? We talk about having conversation. So it was about a week ago that I read, maybe two weeks ago, actually, I read a column, Phil Mushnick, as it related to rappers, and it's part of today's podcast, as it relates to the halftime show. And I said, you know, I would really love to have further dialogue with this. You know, when I do a show on Listen App, which I do most every weekday at 3 o'clock Pacific, you can check it out live on Listen App. And you can call in and we can have some dialogue. And we never really got into a deep conversation as it related to lyrics in rap music. And I've been very transparent since moving down to South Florida. Most of my friends are black. And we have amazing conversations. So a couple of nights ago, I was out with uh, three of my friends. We were at a restaurant literally right near where I live. And I said, hey, can I ask you guys a question? And I brought up the topic. And I said, do you have a problem with the lyrics in rap music? And they all said yes. And it kind of threw me for a loop. I was not expecting that response. And one of the persons said to me, you know, the reality is we are our own worst enemy. 
And I said, well, what do you mean by that? It's talking about we do more damage to our, I, I can't remember the way they actually said it, but I'm going to paraphrase it here, that we do more to damage our plight and what we're trying to do We are our own worst enemy. We talked about that for 15 or 20 minutes, but I wanted to get back to the lyrics of rap music. Now, again, this was only three individuals, so I'm not speaking for an entire race here, okay? I'm talking about a very small sample size, but I've been trying to get across on this podcast, and when Mike Lamb came on with me a year ago in January, I believe, or it might have been February, he, he was great. He grew up in Clovis. Mike was my former co-host on Sacramento Radio. Mike played college football at USC with Rodney uh, with uh, Ronnie Lott and Marcus Allen and Sean Salisbury. And Mike was very honest when he came on the podcast. I love what Mike had to say. Mike said, you know what? I learned a lot when I went from Clovis to USC because I only knew what I knew. And he talked about growing up in a redneck environment. And he said when he got to USC, it really changed his life. And being around black players like Marcus and Ronnie Lott, he learned a lot. He got educated. And he said on my podcast, he goes, you know, he goes, and he, he's right with me on communication. He said, how often do you walk up to a stranger and start talking to them? How often do you ask somebody to break bread with you that doesn't look like you and doesn't sound like you? How often do you do that? And the reality is not very often. It was episode 42 that I talked about meeting who has really become one of my best friends in South Florida, V. And it was a phenomenal conversation that I had with her. And because of open communication, hours of talking, now I've been able to meet so many of her friends, many of whom are people of color, all different backgrounds, different parts of the world. And I really mean that, you know, her dad is from Nigeria. I've had great conversations with him. A lot of her friends are from Caribbean islands, you know, other friends from Louisiana. Uh, You know, again, I, I, I can go on and on about this. The point is diverse, right? People with different backgrounds, different viewpoints, and we continue to have great conversations. And when Mike Lamb said that to me, I'm like, you know, bingo, Mike hit it right on the head, go out and talk to somebody again, that doesn't sound like you and doesn't look like you, and you'll be surprised how much you have in common. I'm going in a roundabout way here because I still, in 2022, am perplexed about the lack of dialogue and the lack of communication and the fact that people continue to turn their heads when they should speak up. People continue to remain silent when they really shouldn't. When something is just right there and needs to be addressed, you know, and again, I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but I did a podcast on this last week, right? At the state of the Sacramento Kings. And I talked about Mark Jones, who's mostly known for his work at ESPN, not as the main TV announcer for the Kings. But why is it that so many people are afraid to come out and criticize him, particularly those who work in college football and the NBA. Are you going to tell me that the people that cover the NBA feel that Mark Jones' abusive tweets, and I do mean abusive, okay, uh, just it, it, it defies explanation to me 
how he can continue to put what he does on social media and people just turn their head. The, um, the, the, the bosses at ESPN turn their head. The people with the Kings turn their head. Members of the media turn their head. Are you going to tell me that there's not one member of the media in Sacramento, all right, that thinks that that's a foul? Seriously, you think that there's not one person in Sacramento, whether they are at one of the local TV affiliates or at KFBK or any other station, okay? Are you going to tell me that there's not one member of the media, one, just one, that has a problem with Mark Jones, but yet what do they do? They don't They don't say anything. They don't go up and see him at a game and go, hey, I got a question. Why are you putting these things out on social media? Why? It's just unbelievable to me. People turn their freaking head. It's a hypocrisy. It's a double standard. So I want to get back to Phil Mushnick because he wrote another column over the weekend, and I've been thinking about this since I read it on Saturday afternoon. All right, I've been thinking about this. I've read the story four or five times, okay? And I'm going to read it verbatim because I want to have dialogue. I want to have a conversation with this. Keeping it real. Let's do it together. Last Saturday, during CBS's telecast of the Titans-Bengals playoff game, a commercial for Corona Beer aired starring Snoop Dogg, who, despite countless arrests for guns and drugs, has become a must-have to endorse products. So what if the luridly degrades women as one of his stocks in trade if he can sell beer? The night before that ad ran, NYPD officer Jason Rivera, 22, was shot dead with an assault rifle while responding to a domestic violence call in East Harlem. His partner, Wilbert Moore, 27, died from his wounds four days later. And as I watched that Corona ad, I got to thinking about Snoop Dogg's violently anti-police, pro-crime, vile, and vulgar artistry, mindful that Roger Goodell appointed and anointed Snoop Dogg the headliner at this year's Super Bowl halftime. Now, I'm going to stop for a minute. I thought about whether I was going to read this story verbatim with the swear words that he obviously has not written in print, but I'm going to do that because I want to get the full effect of this, all right, with the exception of one word. So I'm going to continue on with the story. Perhaps Goodell, also in the interest of keeping it real, would like to wrap along with a song by Snoop and J5 Slap entitled Police. Ready, Roger? It reads, Leslie, all you N-word out there, take your guns that you using to shoot each other and start shooting these bitch-ass motherfucking police. That will impress a motherfucking N-word like me. Then Phil writes, but Snoop's Super Bowl selection doesn't just meet with the approval of the NFL, and it's all about our fans, Goodell. The halftime show and Snoop's appearance is sponsored with the full, proud commercial and financial support of Pepsi, which seems eager to become the soft drink of hardcore. Back to that charming ahem song. Ready, Team Pepsi? It's karaoke night. Here we go. Dipping through the city with a Glock and a Range Rover. If you sleeping, probably not with the same hoe. Rock the same clothes, rich N-word, do. And rock by the same code, Talama Rich, N-word, too. I be in the club with the stick in my shoe. 
You call the fucking police like a bitch. N-word do. Five NYPD officers have been shot in the first 20 days of this year. And a fellow chosen by the NFL and approved by Goodell to star in this year's halftime produces, records, sells, and profits from artistry, in quotation marks, advocating streets filled with the blood of cops and threats against those who would help solve the shootings of cops and civilians. More? We'll give this part to NBC's NFL pregame panelist, Jack Collinsworth. Sunday, after NBC presented a Super Bowl halftime promo narrated by Snoop Dogg, he said, quote, that was our friend Snoop. Is that right? He's our friend? Come on up to the mic, Jack. Now in the name of keeping it real, pick it up with this. The refrain from our friend's charming ditty with Master P, Snitches. Snitches, snitches, snitches. N-word. Be running they mouth just like bitches. Snitches, snitches, snitches. I got a slug for y'all motherfucking snitches. Hey, Corona Beer Marketing Department, your turn. Ready? Snoop Dogg has a video in which he sings a cover version of NWA's Fuck the Police while holding his crotch in a courtroom. It's an easy one. Just repeat after Snoop. Fuck the police, fuck the police. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash grant. I invite, dare, challenge everyone. Goodell, the NFLPA, NFL team owners, the executive board at Pepsi and Corona, NBC Sports, Young Collinsworth, to demonstrate the courage of their convictions to join with Snoop Dogg in any of his dozens of similarly depraved enterprises presented as entertainment. And now, just for added kicks, look up the lurid lyrics of two other Goodell-certified entertainers who will perform at this Super Bowl halftime. Eminem, Just Don't Give a Fuck, and Crotch Grabbing Kendrick, Bitch, Don't Kill My Vibe Lamar. This is what Roger Goodell thinks NFL audiences of all ages are worth on a Super Bowl Sunday. These acts are far beneath him as he has already admitted that he can't repeat what Snoop Dogg raps. But he feels as if Snoop Dogg is perfect for you and yours and professional football. And it's not as if previous Super Bowl halftime shows under Goodell's classy 
dignified guidance haven't caused those who know right from wrong to ask why they've been dismissed as unworthy, disinvited as out of step with marching that points all of us backwards. Why, under Goodell, have halftime shows been diving lower and lower? And why is he allowed such uncivil performers to be attached to a championship ball game? Meanwhile, the classic To Kill a Mockingbird has been removed from a Washington State, or excuse me, has been removed from a Washington State School's required reading list because it contains racial slurs. And Goodell, the shameless 63 million per pandering phony slaps stop hate and end racism along the backs of end zones and players' helmets, then invites Snoop Dogg to be the star of the Super Bowl. Maybe Snoop will be granted a police escort to the stadium, for his safety, of course. Officer Rivera was 22. Officer Mora was 27. Just keeping it real. That's some column by Phil Mushnick in the New York Post. I asked the three people that I was with. I don't listen to rap. It's not really a genre of music that I listen to. I have listened to some, but I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I don't listen to it very often. So I am the wrong person to analyze and try to critique, you know, what type of an effect music has on our society. I'm not pop culture. You know, I'm sports. So I asked them and I asked a question. I asked the question. I said, do you feel that the lyrics in rap has a negative effect on our youth, adolescents, young people? And all three said, without hesitating, yep. And we talked about that for a while. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying that those two officers lost their life because of the lyrics and Snoop Dogg's music. But Phil brings up a really, really good point. I mean, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong, correct? I mean, what's wrong with our society? It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Everything is so confusing now, right? I mean, it really is. I, I don't know what to make of our society anymore. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what not to believe. But I do know this. There are too many people that remain silent about things that matter. And there are too many people that are selective with their noise when it comes to hate. That's not even debatable. That's just the plain damn truth. And my big question is, why are so many people afraid? Is it because they're afraid they're going to lose their job the way I did? Is it because they're afraid that they're going to be labeled? Why? I mean, if something is really egregious and it's wrong, speak up. We don't have enough people that speak up. Phil Mushnick, I give him so much credit. I have so much respect for him. And you don't even have to agree with what he writes. But if you don't read that and don't want to have dialogue with others, then that article did not have the same impact on you as it had impact on me. Now, the conversation that I had with my three friends was before this particular column came out. But Phil wrote a similar column a week or two ago, and that's why I brought it up with the lyrics, with rap music, because Phil has been on this for a couple of weeks and or months as it relates to Snoop Dogg and the halftime show. When I get together with my friends this week, I'm going to actually read that story for them because I want to have 
further dialogue on this. So my point is, you don't have to agree with everything that Phil writes or others, but if it doesn't make you think and stop and go, wait a minute, does Phil have a point here or is he going overboard? Is that really accurate? Are the lyrics, which by the way, I'm very open and honest. I had no idea. I had zero idea that the lyrics in some of his songs read that way. I, I didn't know that. Okay. So I'm learning something too. And then I'm like, wait a minute. When I read that story the first time, I was appalled. I was like, wait a minute. Those lyrics are in music, and that individual is going to be performing at the biggest event that our country has annually. It made me scratch my head, but as I said, more importantly, it made me think, and it made me want to just go, okay, I need to talk about this with others that do listen to rap, that don't look like me, that don't sound like me, and let's have a conversation. So that's what I'm going to do because I just had one within the last two weeks on this similar topic. But now this just really hit home with me, especially after watching the funeral and the thousands and thousands and thousands of law enforcement that filled the streets in New York to pay tribute to those two fallen officers. And again, I'm not saying that's Snoop Dogg's fault, okay? I'm not blaming the death on those two police on Snoop Dogg. However, there is a parallel, is there not? I mean, if we're allowing people, what I mean allowing, or if people are listening to that type of music with those type of lyrics, should that individual be performing in front of, what is it, 50 million people at halftime of the Super Bowl on NBC? That's a question that I think we should really have dialogue over. We need to talk about it. Just to figure out, is Phil going off as rocker? Is Phil kind of losing touch with reality and society? Or is Phil on an island because what he just wrote is so damn spot on, but yet there are too many people that are afraid to do the same thing, even though there are many people that feel the same way as Phil does. You know, I got to tell you, I feel the same way Phil does. Doesn't add up to me. I'm sorry. It's not the right message. We're so into messaging now in this country, right? We're all into messaging. We want the right message, correct? We may have gone overboard with that, but the point is we're now about proper messaging. I mean, hell, the Washington football team is coming out with a new nickname, correct? The Cleveland Indians are no more. I mean, I can go on and on. It's about messaging, right? So we're not going to allow the Washington Redskins or the Cleveland Indians to exist anymore with their names, but we're going to allow a entertainer and a rapper with those type of lyrics to perform on a day with the largest television audience annually in this country. Does that make sense to you? Because it really doesn't make sense to me. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It is time now for our Crowd Ultra QA. Just go to crowdultra.com and maybe. I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Bryce asks, are you surprised that Brady retired? Well, he hasn't retired yet, Bryce, so let's wait until we hear it from the horse's mouth. 
All right. Uh, C Group says, hey, Grant, I called into your show in 2018-2019, the King season, and asked you if you thought it was time for a King's rebuild, and you lit me up. What are your thoughts now? Well, you obviously didn't ask the question the right way if I lit you up, considering they just drafted De'Aaron Fox. Uh, no, I think it's time for a new owner. I don't think it's time for a rebuild. Uh, Rob wants to know, will Josh McDaniels be a good head coach? Rob, I'll let you know in three years. How's that sound? Jay asked, Jim Harbaugh is taking NFL interviews. Do you think he should stay in the NCAA? It's up to him, Jay. I mean, if he feels that the NFL's where he needs to be, no, he shouldn't stay in the NCAA. Do what you want. You know, I mean, he's obviously a successful coach. Go where you want to go. Mike asks, is there any chance Aaron Rodgers retires? I would say it's highly unlikely, Mike. I don't see Aaron Rodgers retiring. I mean, he might be the MVP of the league. Why would you retire? Neil wants to know, are the Bucks a playoff team without Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski? No, they are not. Zach wants to know, is Mahomes not as good as he used to be? Zach, did you watch, Zach, excuse me, did you watch Patrick Mahomes play against the Buffalo Bills a week ago Sunday? Did you watch that game? Just curious. Jake wants to know, is Jimmy G now done with the 49ers? He probably is, but I think it's going to be a big mistake. Uh, Jimmy G, by the way, is going to have surgery on the thumb for whatever reason. People want to ignore that he was playing with a torn-up thumb. But, uh, yeah, he probably is done because they drafted Trey Lance. That's the future. But I think the 49ers are going to be uh, much less successful next year without Garoppolo as the quarterback. Casey wants to know, do you think the Bengals had any chance of making the Super Bowl? Casey, I didn't give them a lot of chance, I got to be honest. I mean, every team in the playoffs has a chance. But I, no, I'm shocked that they're in the playoffs. Excuse me, in the Super Bowl. And good for them. It's good for the city of Cincinnati. Dan wants to know, have you seen the Bucks can get $16 million of Tom Brady's $20 million bonus back if he retires before February 4th? Dan, put yourself in Tom Brady's shoes. Would you retire before February 4th if you knew you had basically $15 million coming to you? I'm just curious. Josh asked, do you trade Aaron Rodgers for a quarterback or go with Jordan Love? I wouldn't trade Aaron Rodgers, period. Alec wants to know, do I watch the Pro Bowl? No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, Corey asked, how crazy is it that Andrew Wiggins is an all-star game starter? It's unbelievable, Corey. I wouldn't have uh, said that was possible. Pretty amazing story. For Andrew Wiggins. Hey, if you want to ask me a question, just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. It's time for Today's rant brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, HomeTheaterCompany.com. So the Sacramento Kings last night lost in New York to the Knicks by 20 points to cap off an 0-5 road trip. They were competitive in game one of the trip. Then they got blown out in Boston by 53. They were down by 60. Got blown out the next night in Atlanta. Played a very good game against Philadelphia. And then last night were not competitive again. And they lost by 20 to go 0-5 on the trip. Now my question is De'Aaron Fox. He missed the entire trip with what the Kings are saying is a sore ankle. I've been been involved in the NBA a long time. I don't ever recall a guy missing an entire five-game trip over a quote-unquote sore ankle. It doesn't add up to me, especially Madison Square Garden, where De'Aaron Fox has been a star in almost every game that he's played since coming into the NBA. He loves playing in New York, has torched the Knicks, I think, at every game that he's played there, 
something's not adding up here. Are the Kings with the trade deadline 10 days away just saying you're not playing anymore and they're using an ankle as an excuse? I mean, a sore ankle? Can you at least come up with something better than that, please? A sore ankle? I mean, do you really think an NBA player or an athlete is going to miss five straight games over a week and a half with a sore ankle? Do you see Trent Williams playing on Sunday for the 49ers? I mean, really? And you got De'Aaron Fox that's sitting out with a, again, a sore ankle. Doesn't add up to me. Doesn't add up to me at all. You know what else doesn't add up to me? Any wins for the Sacramento Kings on the road trip. Think about how much money they could have saved if they had just stayed at home. Per diem, hotel, plane, right? Could have just stayed at home, forfeited the games, go 0-5 and save yourself, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. What a disgrace. Seriously. Absolutely awful. And again, somebody needs to explain to me what the hell's going on with De'Aaron Fox because it just does not add up. Hey, that is my podcast for today. Always great. And, uh, you know, again, this is a topic that I broached today that needs some further discussion. Let's talk about it on my Listen App show. All right, give me a call. What do you think about it? I'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening here. If you don't like that, with Grant Napier. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.